0: Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend, and like always, God bless you. Hey, Amen. Praise the Lord. I had to give my wife the night off. Um, uh, some of y'all know, y'all don't know, my, my wife, she's, uh, she's the kind of person that you have to sit her down and tell her to slow down, because she, she's constantly going, going, and, you know, two years ago, she had that quadruple bypass, and uh, sometimes I have to just slow her down, and then she gets a little overwhelmed and everything, so I told her, I said, well, you know, you're taking the night off tonight, so. She said, but I got to be there. I said, they're they, they, they going to miss you and love you and everything, but I sure will, you know. So she has to, and then if, if, like I said, if you don't know my wife, my wife always been a, a go-getter. And since we had that surgery two years ago, it really had to slow her down. And that's something that she's hard to adjust because she's always doing something, you know. So, uh, So that's why she's not here tonight. I don't want y'all to think she ran off with the milkman or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so, you know, just keep her in prayer and everything. And uh, she has to take it slow, you know. All right. 2021. It's a brand new year. Amen. And uh, we're on our Thursday night teaching. We're going to continue on teaching about the human spirit. So, if you have your Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Father, we thank you. We praise you tonight. The opportunity to come together and feast at your word, to have an ear, to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And ready to believe and receive in our hearts, we thank you. And we praise you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, we started a brand new series on Thursday night, A human spirit. So we want to pick up on that tonight. Uh, how our spirit is changed. So we're going to start at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. And it reads, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly or of the spirit. So the spirit of man, God communicates and contacts us by our spirit or in our spirit." God uses our spirit to reveal all of our innermost thoughts and motives. He communicates to our spirit by his spirit. And this is the most wonderful ability that we have. When people are dead in their trespasses of sin, it is their spirit that is dead. Their soul, mind, will, and emotions are certainly alive and active. It is their spirit that is unable to communicate with God. Therefore, in the Old Testament, we witness how God sent an angel to bring messages to people such as Gideon and Israel, our need and Mary and Joseph to announce the coming of Jesus. God had to communicate with them in a physical way because of sin separating God from man. But so now we have the new covenant in Christ Jesus. The middle wall of petition has been broken down through the blood of Christ. So God does not relate to us or communicate to us by physical means. He can if he want to. But the New Testament, the New Covenant is he communicates to us by our spirit. Because we just read here in Proverbs 20, 20 uh, 27, the spirit of the Lord is the candle. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He searches the innermost parts of our spirit. So how we get God to communicate to us and we communicate to God is by our spirit. Now that we are born again of the spirit, our human spirit is alive and able to communicate with God. and He with us on a better level, the level of the spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Apostle Paul talks about coming to the people with persuasive words of natural wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit. As God revealed his thoughts to us through the word and by the spirit, it comes into our human spirit that has been regenerated by the washing of the blood of Jesus. As this happened, it affects our human spirit and brings about the condition of the human spirit. And we have been revealed by the Holy Spirit. He will reveal to us the condition of our our human spirit. So God communicates to us by our spirit. God does not communicate to us like he did in Old Testament through natural things. Uh, He communicates to our spirit. Uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, he says that, that we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And then when we are led by the spirit of God, we are the sons of God. So how God leads us or how God communicates us is through our spirit. But our spirit man has to have certain conditions to be able to hear or to experience the power of God. I want to talk about five of them tonight. Five conditions. And for the sake of time, uh, Nicole, I'm going to go to a scripture and I need for you to read it out loud for me, please. Uh, go to Exodus chapter 35, verse 21. We want to talk about the first condition of the human spirit. The first condition of the human spirit. The book of Exodus, chapter
1: 35, verse 21. And it reads, And they came everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whose spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle, of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments.
0: Okay, so the first condition we want to talk about is a willing spirit. There are many other conditions, but I'm just going to to cover five tonight. Uh, The first one is a willing spirit. Uh, The book of Isaiah 1 and 18 and 19 said that if you be willing and obedient, you'll be able to eat the good of the land. So our condition of our human spirit has, is to have a willing spirit and God be able to communicate to us and to impart into us his will and plan and purpose he has for our life. A willing spirit. It said that you be willing and obedient. There are some Christians who are obedient, but they're not willing. They just, they obey. They go through the motions, but in their hearts, they don't have a, a willingness to seek God and to receive from God the way to, uh, they need to. Paul says in the book of Corinthians, when it comes to giving, he says that you have a willing and a purposeless heart in your give, giving. So you have to have a will to. That's a condition of the human spirit that God will be able to communicate to us when we have a willing spirit. Obedience, you know. Obedience is very important. We obey, but are we willing to do what we are obeying to? We have a willful heart. A willing spirit is a condition that God can use. The second condition is Psalms 44, verse 18. Psalms 44, verse 18. division of Psalms, verse 18.
1: Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from thy way. Read it one more time. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from thy way.
0: Okay, so the second condition is what is called a contrite spirit. A contrite spirit. Somebody said, what is a contrite spirit? A contrite means to be deeply And humbly sorry for sin. Uh, There's also another meaning to be crushed. So to have a sense of humility, a contrite spirit. Uh, We need to have a contrite spirit because that's a condition of the human spirit. With God is able to communicate with us because we do not want to become complacent. We do not want to become lukewarm. And then we become heart and hearted. The book of Revelation talks about having being lukewarm. You remember what the word of God said about being lukewarm? He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold instead of lukewarm. Why? Because I will spew you out of my mouth. Alright? So in the essence, that when, we, when we don't have a contrite spirit deeply humble unto God, if we uh, complacent and lukewarm, and then eventually it come in a heart and heart, that God is not able to communicate with us. God is, not, is able to minister to us. He's not able to share his goodness. He's not able to show the revelation of his word, of things that we need in our life, if our, if our heart is hardened, if our heart is complacent, or if it's lukewarm. Because he said, if you lukewarm, I will spew you, I will regurgitate you. Out of my mouth. So we don't we want a condition of our hearts to have a contrite spirit unto the Lord. The third condition is Psalm 78, verse 8. Psalm 78, verse 8.
1: And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God.
0: So the third condition is having a steadfast heart or a steadfast spirit. A steadfast spirit. What is a steadfast spirit? Steadfast means to be firmly fixed in faith or devotion to duty. uh, Unchanging And to never change. That's steadfast. So we need to have a steadfast spirit. A condition of our hearts. To be firmly fixed in our faith. We need, as believers, we need to uh, be so steadfast in what we believe. Nothing should come along and cause us to waver in our belief system. If it does, then our, our condition of our heart is not right. Because we as believers, we need to be steadfast in the things that we believe, what the word of God says. It regardless of what the world is saying or what religion says, I stand on the word of the living God. And what God said, I believe it and I receive it. All right. So that's being steadfast. That's a, a steadfast spirit. That's the conditioning of the human heart to be steadfast. To be firmly fixed. Fixed on firm foundation. or oh, our devotion to duty. To be constant and unchanging. It doesn't matter what the world is saying. I'm not going to be unchanging. I'm standing on what God says. Even if I have to stand alone. I'm standing on the way. Why is that? Because I have a steadfast spirit. All right. That's the condition in my heart. And God is able to minister, to communicate, and to work through me. The fourth condition is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 11, verse
1: 13. A barrier reveals secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit Concealeth the matter.
0: Read it one more time, sorry.
1: A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter.
0: So the fourth condition is a faithful spirit, a talebearer. What's a talebearer? A gossiper. A person who runs around and likes to stir up some stuff. Okay? But it says a faithful spirit. So that's the condition of the human heart. A faithful spirit. A faithful spirit is manifested in one who walks in love. Because faith worketh by love. You cannot walk in the faith of God without love. All right. Because faith is the activator and love is the motivator. So there's no way you can say, I believe in God, I'm walking by faith in God, if you're not walking in love, because uh, love is my motivator. Everything that I do unto God and I do for God is because of the love I have for him. That is the the foundation of faith, that reason why I do the things unto God, I do for God, Is because I love God. Because love is my motivator. You know, Apostle Paul talks about 1 Corinthians 13. He talks about gifts and tongues and having moving mountains and all that kind of stuff. He says, but if you do all that stuff and doesn't have love, it doesn't mean a thing. Okay? Why? Because love never fails. So even though you may have great faith, you can believe God for this, believe God for that. But what is your motivator? Why are you doing this? Do you have the love for God? So, a faithful spirit is a condition of the human spirit, it is a manifestation of fact, one who walks in love. God highly value a faithful spirit and, and is aware of those who possess it. God highly valued people who have Christians who have a faithful spirit because he knows that their motivator is that everything that they will do unto God and for God is because they love God. Amen. Amen? And so those are the ones that have a deeper and more personal relationship with God. The more you fall in love with God, the more you have a deeper personal relationship, more your faith will be able to be activated. You won't, you won't have no fear you want let's go let let me show you something real quick. Let's go to first John. Why do a lot of believers have fear? I ask myself, why do I why do I have fear, Lord? First John, Chapter Four. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, that's what I need. I'll try to see where I want to start. Okay, yeah, let's stop. Put your eyes in verse 7. First John chapter 4, that's the little John, not the big John. The little John. First John chapter 4, verse 7 says, Beloved, everyone there? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is, un- uh, is of God. Love, love is, is not a man's thing. It's not a natural thing. What we call love in the natural is really lust. All right? God's love is totally different from man's love. So he said, He that, lo- um, excuse me, beloved, love love us one another, But love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? Because for God is love. God doesn't have love. He is love. All right. Look at verse nine. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here it is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or the sacrifice for our sin. Beloved. Beloved. Isn't that an interesting word? Be loved. Be loved. Be loved. If God so loves us, we are also to love one another. So how how do we demonstrate our love for God? We demonstrate our love from God, as the word says, when we love one another how I show God how much I love him is how much love I demonstrate towards my brother and sister or even my enemy because that's, that's a great area to really work your faith and Jesus said in the book of Matthew to love your enemy, do good to him, bless him All right. so how much you love God will be based on determined by how much you love your brother and sister, okay? Look at verse 12. No man has seen God at any time, and if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Here, now he's say, this is how our love is perfected or made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no, so if you're sensing fear in your life, you need to step back and say, all right, let me check out my love walk. Because the word of God says there is no fear in love. Because faith worketh by love. Now look at this. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Are you seeing that? Perfect love. So when it comes to faithfulness, faithfulness of spirit is developing in your love walk. And the word of God says that perfect love casts out fear. If you have any fear working in your life, perfect your love walk. Because the word says that perfect love casts out fear because fear has torments. He that feareth is not, now look at this, if you have fear working in your life and it is tormenting you, this is the reason why it's happening. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So now we need a faithful spirit. Remember, we're talking about the condition of the human spirit for God to minister to us, to bless us, to empower us. So a faithful spirit says that I have to develop my love walk. Amen. Amen. I have to develop my love walk. And if I got fear going on, I'm being tormented by fear, is because I have not been made perfect in love. Oh glory. End of verse 18. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. I don't care how much you stand up and say how much you love God with all your heart. And you hate your brother who you can see. Now we're talking about believers. We're not talking about the world. Okay. We're talking about Christians ones who have confessed that Jesus Christ has come into their life and regenerate their spirit and now they're born again we're talking about those who confess Christ he said you say you love God and hate your brother you say you love God and hate your spouse you say you love God and hate your children or hate your parents look at this a man say I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. And the word of God says that liars have their place in the lake. (laughs) Lake of hot. Can you imagine a lake that is full of fire? You know, you think of a lake, you think of water. Okay, I see the fire. If I get into the water, maybe the water can cool me off. But (laughs) no. That's gonna be hot water, <laughs> real hot water. All right. So yeah, we don't want to experience none of that. So how is how is it we we can avoid all that? Get our love on. <laughs> start start love. Ask God, Lord, give me opportunity to love some folks. Especially, Jesus said, "You want to be blessed." He said, "You want to be blessed." Bless your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Do good unto your neighbor. So, Lord, I want to develop my faithful spirit. So give me an opportunity to love some folks. Help me to love the unlovable. You know, it takes faith to love the unlovable. God's kind of love. So he said, he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love a God whom he hath not saved? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So that's a faithful spirit. So God valued now you can see now you can see why God valued that kind of that condition of heart. that you have a love for the brethren, and the sisters, and the heathens, and the Muslims, and the Antifas, and the Trump supporters. <laughs> you gotta love. I gotta love them. <laughs> I gotta love them. You know. I have to love them. Black Lives Matters, I gotta love them. Even though they're crooked, but I gotta love them. You know. I gotta love them. Why? Because God, I have the love of God. Romans chapter 5 said that the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So when we came, when you became born again, for the sake of humor, God took his spiritual hypodermic needle and injected you with love. With his love. You know, I tell people my testimony, when I became born again, October the 13th, 1986, and it kind of sounds a little corny and cliche, but this is what I really experienced. When I became born again, everything looked different. The trees looked different. It did. Everything looked different. And I just, I just thought loving folks. I just want to love people. The grass looked different. Everything looked different. What happened? He injected us with his love. The love of God has been shared about in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So now we can see why God highly value a faithful spirit and aware of those who possess it. These are the ones that have a deeper, more personal relationship with God. more you, you develop your love walk, perfect your love walk, will cause you to have a deeper personal relationship with God. Amen? Amen. Uh, the fifth condition, the last one. Let's go to uh well Nicole's gonna read it to us. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 18.
1: For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge ye them that are such.
0: Read it one more time, sorry.
1: For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge ye them that are such.
0: Okay, so the fifth condition condition of the human spirit is a refreshed spirit. A refreshed spirit. Now, refreshed spirit comes from where? Well, refreshed spirit comes from, number one, being among the saints. Fellow Christians, we can get refreshed when we come together. Now we see why the word of God said, forsake not the assembly of ourselves. when we come together as the body of Christ, all right, loving all one another, blessing each other, uh, our spirit becomes refreshed, refreshed. I teach my church that whenever you see re, the prefix before the word, that means that re means to do again. So that means you are fresh from the beginning. So now you are refit. You're You're redoing. You're coming back to being fresh. So when we come born again, we are refreshed spirit. And so, fellowshipping among the Christian, among the believers, help us to refresh our spirit. Another way in refreshing our spirit is anointed music in praise and worship. You know, hearing anointed music, worshiping God, praising God. All right. Uh, the scripture talks about the Old Testament, how King Saul had a troubled spirit, but when David would play the harp, play the anointed music, it lifted up the spirit of heaviness off of King Saul. all right, so when we have a refreshed spirit, when we get into praise and worship you know throughout your at home or in your car, just put on some praise and worship music, just worshiping God, it refreshes your spirit. And God is able to minister to you. Another way of refreshing comes from uh, the rest that we have or we enter into after our labors. So uh, when we work the word, then the Bible says that we want to enter into his rest. Jesus has become our Sabbath day rest. OK, so we so so we rest in him. We have to learn by faith how to rest. After we have worked the word, or if we work the word spiritually, or if we've done natural labor, then we have to learn how to rest in him. And so by resting in him, it causes our spirit to be refreshed, renewed, revitalized. Okay? Because I was fresh, I was new, and I was vitalized. So, getting into doing these saying causes me to read, to come back to it. Amen. It's a conditioning of the heart. And the last way of refreshing comes from, and I can't stress enough of it again, is getting among the saints. Coming, the body of Christ don't realize how much the conditioning of our human heart can be so developed when we are amongst the believers touching and agreeing uh, being with hearing testimony the scripture said that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony so if we're not uh, conjugating or being together then how can we hear each other's testimony and just by hearing your testimony it will it can refresh my spirit it can it can uh, causing me to be uh, revitalized unto God where now my human spirit in his condition where now God can minister to me because I heard your testimony. I heard that what you went through and how God delivered you, brought you out, healed you, set you free. So that just refreshes my spirit, man. And now my condition of my human spirit is refreshed. And so now I'm in position for God to be able to minister to me. So I cannot, I cannot stress enough to be amongst the believers like precious faith, Christians, blood-bought, mercy sought, those who Jesus died for, to be among them to refresh them, or oh, they can refresh you when we come together. I look forward, I'm really excited for Sundays and Thursdays to be among the saints. Alright? To to hear each other what God has done for you throughout the week and hear what's how God has blessed you and to be able to, to minister. That refreshes me. And see a lot of church folks they don't understand. A lot of pastors they get refreshed when the believers show up for church. You don't know how much you refresh that man of God. But you see the believers who are hungry, on fire for God, thirsty for God, seeking God, looking for God. And so they come here. They come with joy in their hearts. They come ready to praise and worship. They come ready to receive the word that refreshes the man of God in the pulpit. Because you never know. Some men of God could be at the brink of just giving up of ministry. Some men of God could be at the brink of suicide. Some men of God could be at the brink of divorcing their spouse. But because of the believers coming with the joy of the Lord and they come in they're excited for God that can refresh yes, that man of God and now God can talk to him and speak to them and then they can change in another different direction that they were going to. So that's the conditioning of the human spirit. God communicates to us through and by our spirit. But our spirit, man, has to be conditioned to ready to hear and to receive from God. And these are just some of the ways that we can condition our spirit. A willing spirit, a contrite spirit, a steadfast spirit, a faithful spirit, a refreshed spirit in him. Amen? Amen. Are there any questions, comments, or revelations?